0: important for people to also work through their feelings to work through their grief to accept their feelings but then also to work through them accept your bad feelings if you're feeling down it's okay feel down you know about the person that has died about your positive uh, covid test etc it's okay feel down cry if you have to cry do you understand but the most important thing is not to allow yourself to stay there
1: We are not doctors or medical practitioners, but we hope to bring to you stories by survivors of the mighty COVID 19, hoping researchers derive from the insights and conversations. I'm your host, Nankunda Lucky, and some of you might know me from Top Radio. <laughs> <laughs> you are a mental health activist in Uganda? Yes,
0: I am. I think mean, that is, I really know about you. My name is Liz. Nabakoza Kakoza. I am a mental health advocate. I am the founder of and team lead of MindLab, which is formerly known as the Tumaini Foundation. We are a startup whose aim is to democratize access to mental health care and support through three key pillars, which is awareness, advocacy, and access. So because we realize the need for people to have mental health support and the the severe lack of professional capacity in the country, we aim to create programs that empower people and communities to address mental health issues Mm -hmm. so that is by using already existing structures within the community to be able to tackle and deal with mental health issues so our approach is more equipping everyday people with skills to offer mental health first aid but equipping them with the information and the knowledge they need regarding mental health Uh, yes i am a mother to a 10 year old girl so be 10 this year and my background is in corporate communications but I am very passionate about mental health from my own lived experience with mental health. I was diagnosed with depression in 2014 after many many years of struggling with it and not knowing what it was. In 2016 I started the Tumaini Foundation that has now become MindLab to do work around mental health.
1: <laughs> that is interesting media and that's some good work by you putting out. I cannot think of anyone who's taken up that mental health, and yet it is becoming part of our lives. Thank you. So COVID-19 came in around last year, around March. It took a turn on all our lives because we went into lockdown, poverty levels are another level, and uh, deaths, we have lost loved ones, people are dying like no man's business. But then also, the time has come when we have to really live with it because we're in our second year. When did you find out you also positive with COVID-19? <laughs>
0: Well, my COVID experience was very funny almost. To be honest, I thought I had gotten COVID last year in November. I didn't test, but I was sick. And many of my friends had been to an event and many of them got COVID from that event. When I got sick, I thought I had COVID, although I didn't have respiratory symptoms. So I just, you know, treated myself. A couple of weeks ago, this is June, we lost our domestic health at our house. She had been with us for 27 years. She died of cancer after a three-year battle. When I we went to bury her, I believe it was a Sunday, my sister didn't go, my younger sister, because she had just come from school from South, South Africa about two weeks before. So she was suddenly feeling sick. She was down with a flu. So she said, oh, I can't go for the burial. Mm-hmm. I'll stay home with my other cousin that we live with. Mm-hmm. So I went with my mom, my auntie, and other relatives for the burial. But that day, I was feeling a bit sick as well. My sister had full blood on flu, which wasn't breathing properly. It's We go for the barrier, but I was also feeling weak, dizzy, low on energy. I had what I thought was just my usual allergies, sinuses and what. So while we are in the village, Barry, my sister calls and says, I think I have COVID and I'm going to Nakasero Hospital to test. So she goes to test and calls us and says, I have COVID. I tested positive for COVID. That evening, we're coming back to Kampala. We came back. And then the next day, we had the whole household tested. We are a big family, a big household. They tested all of us, and then five of us were positive for COVID. Me, my sister, my cousin, two cousins actually, a friend of my sister's who was staying with us. So that's five. So that's how I found out I had COVID. It was terrifying, to be honest, especially a day after we married someone, you know, someone who was living in our household. So we were dealing with the loss of someone we loved so much. And then the next day, finding out you have COVID, it was just scary, to say the least. That's how I found out I had COVID.
1: So the reaction was basically scary. Your five in the house that have tested positive and the rest are okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. We were so scared. Of course, the fact that we also live with our mom, we were so worried for her. But fortunately, my mom had received both doses of her vaccine already. But I mean, even with the vaccine, people can still get COVID. True. And as we know, it's a older people more there was that fear thankfully our house is quite spacious so we Mm -hmm. isolated in our rooms and yeah and we recovered eventually two weeks later we tested and we were all negative
1: so you tested your daughters come in tested you guys you're positive so you decided to isolate at home why did you choose home over the hospital and what was the treatment given
0: we chose home over the hospital. Um, of course, it's much cheaper, as you know now, with the very high costs of health care for COVID now. But also, we chose home because we had the support that we needed at home. Also, the doctors that saw us said our COVID was mild in comparison to other people. For us, while we felt very sick, the doctors were mm-hmm. like, ah, this is very mild COVID. You guys can, you know, stay at home. During the time, we were isolating. Of course, we isolated in our bedrooms. We couldn't interact with the rest of the household. They would put our food by the door of our bedrooms. Everything would find us there, basically. (laughs) We bought PPE. So our domestic helps were able to wear PPE. I mean, bleach, disinfectant, everything. Thankfully, we had everything at home. And then, yeah, also, I mean, the support of family was important because I know the hospital situation is not very kind in those words, but mostly because, you know, we had a mild form of COVID, it didn't require us to be admitted. In terms of the treatment, they wrote for us prescriptions and we sent for all the medication we needed from the pharmacy and the doctors, of course, would call and check in on us every day to make sure we were taking our vitals. So we took that for, I believe, five days, if I recall correctly, also we are asthmatic so it was important for us to control you know infection of the lungs Because of asthma and allergies, we were given dexamethasone for one week. Mm -hmm. Then we were given zinc, vitamin C as well for the duration of that two weeks. Another remedy that we used was ORS because, of course, you feel like you have malaria. Mm -hmm. And then I'm told um, because of it's an infection, your electrolytes are out of balance. They're not balanced. So that ORS really helped Mm -hmm. with the general feelings of sickness, dehydration, ETC. We took a lot of fruits, vitamin C, oranges, mangoes. Pineapple, we also ensure that we ate properly. That's also important when you see see anything. We ate all meals, including yeah. evening tea. <laughs> to get our bodies retain strength and energy and to beat the infection.
1: And as well as boost the immune system. With the dieting and the medication and the tea. So as an African, of course, I'll have to ask, did you do any concoctions?
0: To be honest, we didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For us, I don't know. We've never really, I don't want to say believed. I believe in herbal medicine, but I don't know. I think maybe we're too westernized. I don't know. But we didn't do um, most of the concoctions that most people were doing. The only thing I did at some point was steaming with uh, that peppermint oil, eucalyptus. One of the days when my nose was very blocked, but that was it. We didn't do concoctions, nothing. We actually benefited them. We, even, we said, now what if we even get diarrhea for free? Ah, <laughs> it's true, yeah. How did you get through that? You know, I was fortunate that I had my sisters. We were five people in our household. So we would just cross to each other's bedrooms, you know, mm-hmm. and keep each other entertained, talk, laugh, you know, keep mm-hmm. each other strong. But then also, what I decided to do for my own mental health, I would wake up every day, say 8, 9, and uh, do my work, like continue with my work, you know, mm-hmm. for my lab. And then I also picked up some hobbies that I've always had, for example, jewelry making, I, you know, art projects that I like to do. I'm very mm-hmm. handy and crafty. So I did that. I would work, 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 do that, watch movies, what? So that's how I kept myself, you know occupied regarding the isolation i would check in on my friends coincidentally around that time i had so many friends who also were down with covid so we'd check on each other what talk on the phone say how are you feeling what are your symptoms you know give each other advice share tips on how to deal with the sickness talk about different things yeah that's how i coped with the isolation i remember in the second week it was very hard i was so tired of the isolation i was even annoyed with people in my household (laughs) I was just saying, when are they coming to test us? For me, I think I've recovered. And then coincidentally, the second week is when I felt the sickest, but I was already tired of the isolation. But we managed. That's how we managed to cope. So I kept saying, for me, I will make sure I do some work every day, you know, something every day to keep myself occupied so that I don't think about the sickness. So for me, it was important get out of bed, make my bed, shower as if I'm going out, dress up nicely, put on some curly clothes. Yeah, that's how I managed to cope.
1: What were your lessons mm. from the experience?
0: My lessons were one, this COVID is very real. It's not a myth, it's very real. I know there are conspiracy theorists out there who say, ah, it's just, you know, like small flu, mild flu. No, it's real severe sickness. That's what I learned. I don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist. I believe the science. So if the doctors have said, I also had friends abroad who got COVID, it is so I know it's real. If there was any confirmation, That I needed. That was it. I believe it's important for people to take precaution. We need to cancel these public gatherings, etc., for a time until we can overcome this wave. But also for me, it was a reminder to continue being mindful, especially of the people I live with. Because now I couldn't imagine like my mom or my auntie getting COVID. That was scary for me, you know. first we are young people. We bounce back. But for them. It was important that I have to remember to be mindful of their health. But then also another lesson was that it gets better. You can recover from COVID and heal completely. If you follow the doctor's instructions, take your medicine in time, follow the remedies that you're given, it gets better. Most important lesson, ORS is the real MVP. It is the wonder drug that no one ever talks about. (laughs) I mean, look at past pandemics from Ebola, what, what, what. They treat people with ORS because there's no exact treatment for a virus. But you just have to remain hydrated, strong. All those things were told as kids. Drink ORS, what, those things we learned in science at school. Mm -hmm. They are very true. For me, those were the major lessons. And also, in terms of mental health, the biggest learning for me was basically how to teach myself or how to... Remain resilient because I only had myself. Okay, yes, I had my sisters, but you're the only one responsible for your mental health at Mm -hmm. that point in time. So it was important for me to maintain a positive outlook Mm -hmm. and say, this gets better and remind myself that this gets better. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get better. Even on that days when I felt bad muscle pain, I felt like I can't move. There was a day my legs were really hurting. Maintaining that positive outlook was important for me in managing my mental health.
1: COVID is going on, like it's still killing people, people are getting it. So what would be your advice to people that are burned out, they're positive, the ones that are struggling with COVID and those that have really lost people to COVID? What would you tell them?
0: I want to tell people that we will get through this. Yes, we have lost a lot of people to COVID. It's important for people to also work through their feelings, to work through their grief, to accept their feelings, but then also to work through them. Accept your bad feelings. If you're feeling down, it's okay. Feel down, you know, about the person that has died, about your positive uh, COVID test. etc. It's okay. Feel down. Cry if you have to cry. Do you understand? But the most important thing is not to allow yourself to stay there. Even as you feel the sadness, the grief, tell yourself that you have to do the work to make sure that you feel better. If you're told to take the ORs, take it. If you're told to do one, two, three by the doctor, do it and ensure that you push yourself back to a place of being well. Ultimately, we are responsible for our own health, our mental health, our emotional well-being, but even our physical health. Even those that have recovered from COVID, do the work that you need to get your body back to functioning fully. Take the vitamins for however long the doctor has said. Do the exercise. I'm told it it helps with improving your lung capacity as you heal from COVID and the post-effects of COVID. Because that's something I'm experiencing, fatigue, breathlessness. But I'm told that exercise helps with improving lung capacity. If I had to offer anyone any advice, that's the advice I would offer right now. I know it's such a difficult time. So hard to find the positive side of life right now. But we have to push ourselves there. As human beings, we rely on hope. When there's no hope, we are in a complete state of despair. So remain hopeful that things are going to get better. We've lost people, yes. We've gotten COVID, yes. I'm not saying we shouldn't accept our emotions, accept them, deal with them, but remain hopeful that this will go away. Lastly, get vaccinated. If you haven't gotten your vaccine, I was fortunate that I had gotten one dose of my vaccine Mm -hmm. and I'm yet to get another one. I'm told that had I not gotten that one dose, it could have been worse. All of us had gotten one dose. It might have been worse. For anyone out there who doesn't believe that COVID is real or doesn't believe in the vaccine, Mm. I like to say, believe the science, believe what the scientists are saying. They say, get the vaccine, get it. Mm. Let's not try to be too clever right now because a pandemic doesn't know cleverness. Mm. Sickness doesn't know how clever you are, your IQ, no. I believe it's quite selfish when people don't want to get the vaccine because look at past epidemics. Mm. We've managed to wipe out polio, um, measles, ETC due to vaccination. So get the vaccine. It's very, very important. Thank you so much. We are grateful for doing this with us. Really. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. What did you think about this story? Please connect with us on our social media platforms. Send us an email or WhatsApp if you would like
1: someone to benefit from your experience with COVID-19.